going on, Champagne Sharks? This is Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls, R-I-C-K-Y-R-A-W-L-S, no space, no underscore. Usual house cleaning. Go to the most important stuff. I should always put this on the top. Patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. Become a subscriber for $5 a month. You won't regret it. You will get double the new episodes. Um, and you will also get access to all the back premium episodes. We have about, at this point, probably 80, between 75 and 80 patron-only episodes that you will get access to by joining. So that's always a good thing. You will unlock like 80 plus hours listening. Go to champ at Champagne Sharks on Twitter to go to the group account, champagnesharks at gmail.com. One last thing, we're clearing out a bunch of back merchandise to allow for some new um, Champagne Sharks like swag merchandise. So all those old Killmonger shirts, we're trying to clear out so that we have space to make new Champagne Sharks swag. So right now they're down to like $10 per shirt. There's only like three designs out of five designs left. There's maybe like two dozen shirts total. But if you go to teamkillmonger.com or killmongerwasright.com, you can go and get $10 um, Killmonger shirts and by doing that, you let us um, clear out to get um, those new shirts in stock. I mean, with the mailing and the um, the screen printing and the t-shirts, it's not even like that much of a profit at this point. It's just basically us just trying to clear out. And last thing, rate and review on iTunes. And with that being said, with, after that lengthy house cleaning, we have with us Ken. Kenny. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Uh, this is Kenny. Uh, you can find me at Black Sports, Black Sports NW at Twitter. Or however you do that at Twitter, Black Sports NW. However that's done, just put in Black Sports NW and you'll find me. Just go to Black Sports NW and yeah, you'll yeah. find it. And, I, and yeah. I talk about sports on there, but he pulled me back into the portal of yeah, yeah, fuckery. pulled him back into the portal, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta take uh, full responsibility for it. And and you know, lately I I, I was telling I was telling um, Ken before we started recording. Like, uh, I have at this particular time, uh, 15,300, uh, Twitter followers and it's been stuck at that for like a long time, you know? And what happens is every time I get to 15,400, I get into some kind of stupid spat and yeah. actually back down to 15,300, pretty soon I'm going to start making negative traction. Cause I, I always, uh, say something that gets me in, uh, trouble. I, I think sometimes. I say something that goes viral and it gets me a bunch of new followers. And then I start tweeting regularly and then people mm -hmm. are like, oh, I'm not fucking with this motherfucker. Like, that's oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's absolutely what happens. I mean, it happens to me. I mean, if you look at, you know, yesterday with the whole Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris thing that we were doing. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, man. Yeah. That was we so talk about funny. That, too. that was yeah. hilarious. So just by with that, I got more retweets on some of those tweets than I have followers. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, I'm sure you probably yeah. picked up a few. That was oh, a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. Before we talk about the original thing I wanted to talk about, that's a good thing to uh, mention. Yeah, so the Kamala Harris thing, right? Um, Kamala Harris appeared on The Breakfast Club. She, what she said was something. I mean, people know Kamala Harris has been trying to, for a while now, get the black vote. But with everything outside of actually stating um policies so it's just been like a lot of like you know dancing it's like hillary doing the wobble like all over again and the mm -hmm. hot sauce in the bag she had her hot sauce in the bag moment on um the breakfast club ironically where where hillary's hot sauce in the bag moment happened like like it's funny these people go on 
the breakfast club and stuff precisely because they're anticipating like lightweight opposition not a lot of tough grilling or not a lot of tough questioning like i think it's meant to be a cakewalk an easy yeah. way to get black support and ironically when people do go on there they end up <laughs> shooting it themselves backfires in the foot. every time yeah. yeah 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 somehow no matter how much of a lob like it's like the easiest lob of a layup that they try to give them, give them and they still somehow dunk on themselves when they go yeah. in the breakfast club it's it's uh like like cory booker recently kind of uh dunked on himself too because cory booker um went on and then when he went on it was like they asked him what tangible things you have for the black community and he just started doing like this kind of psychopath laugh and he ended up uh deflecting and he pretty much yeah. had, had nothing to say hold on let's see if you can find a cory booker clip and it, it shows how much things are changing because i think people are so used to not being asked anything yeah that even something that simple they don't show up with an answer to it because they just think oh they're so disconnected from the black community that they yeah. feel, you know, they're whoever their PR person is or assistant or whoever they say, you know, how can I get the black folk? Oh, go on the breakfast club. And the thing about it is their assistant, whoever does it, they don't even go, they don't even know about the breakfast club. So they, yeah. don't, they don't know that the breakfast club is so connected to social media, specifically Twitter. And that's and that's the problem, because what's changed, what's changed is that uh, because it's so connected to social media, social media is different for black people even than it was two yeah. years ago like oh, so, absolutely so yeah. now a lot of black social media is talking about tangibles uh, we yeah. want like black specific so they're thinking they're coming on to talk about 2016 black twitter and they don't realize like um that's been dead those narratives yeah have been yeah dead this, for is, a long this time. is different and the breakfast club like they realize you know that things have changed so mm -hmm. they have to give a token mention Right. to um this new movement like they have to give a token mention to this idea that people want to um hear about like you know what he's specifically going to do for the black community but the breakfast club's not there to grill them the breakfast club just no. wants to just give a token you know it's kind of like when you're a, a defense attorney or something or you're a prosecution attorney with a with a sympathetic witness but you notice something like kind of problematic about yeah, you don't want them to talk too much because they're going to blow up their, their case is going to blow up in both of your faces. Well, not, not just that, but sometimes you know that there's something negative about that person out there yeah. and you know the other side is going to bring it up. So yeah. you just want to give like a token bringing up like, you know, of that thing just to get it out of the way. So you're like, um, so have you been arrested in the past? And then like, the person that stands says it and goes, what were the circumstances of it? You know, and the person <laughs> right. says it and then they go, so... You know, that was just something that happened that bears no uh, relevance to uh, the current fact pattern. The person goes, yeah, and you just kind of walk them through it. I think the Breakfast Club, because they know, like, you know, similar to how, like, you know, people know that this stuff is coming up about this witness on the stand. They know mm -hmm. that people are going to ask about tangibles to black candidates now. That's the new state of things online. They just yeah. bring it up, but, it, but they're not doing it to really grill you. They just want you to get out of the way. And just right. say anything. And these people... Both they trip over Booker, their feet every time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, Charlamagne's not going to be like, but really? Uh, give us details. He's not going to... He just wants you to say anything, and they can't mm -hmm. do it. Does Cory Booker have a specific agenda for black people? And if, and if so, what is it? Look, man, I, 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 as an African-American, mm -hmm. you know, as a black person, so much of the, the, the realities for all Americans, if you look at the, the lens... Of African Americans, uh, they've they've been in many ways the conscience of this country from its founding. When we said we were going to be a nation of liberty and justice for all, the African American experience challenged the inadequacy of those words when it meant reality. And so, right now, you pick an issue, mm 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, from maternal mortality rates uh, to incarceration, the broken criminal justice system, to access to health care, uh, you see African-Americans having worse outcomes. And you address the issues of Americans, power African-Americans, the, the very promise of America becomes real. And let me give you an example of this, a, a very specific example, because politicians give platitudes all the time. He did the same thing Kamala Harris did when they asked her. The first thing she started talking about was prison and, you know, education and college and HBCUs. It was the same. It's the same old song and dance over and over again. So what ends up happening is with these people, they've been so disconnected to black from black people that the only thing they know about us is that we go to jail. Yeah. And you know something else? Sorry, we done. No, I was going to say they know we go to jail and they know that some of us go to HBCUs. That's really it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And you know, what's funny with them, too, is they black people are so used to not even hearing their problems addressed Mm -hmm. by Democrats. These people think just mentioning a list of black problems counts as tangible. So all you do is just say, like, you know, the incarceration rates. Like, that's just a list. You know, that would be like me going to somebody and saying, like, yo, I need help. And goes, yeah, you know, you do need help. You have this problem. You have that problem. You have that problem. Like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I know I have those problems. What the (laughs) fuck you going to do? Like, What are you going to do about it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't come here for a list. Like, these people... I mean, are so used to not even have to having to list black problems. They don't even have to list for years. If you were a black yeah. politician, you didn't have to even come and visit us. You could just put your face on TV, and black people will vote for you. In this new age of social media, this is the good thing about social media. Now you can't just do that. See, because you know, if there's a, a Republican, you know, a candidate, and of course they're going to shoot themselves in the foot all the time. We don't even pay attention to them. So now it's like, okay, the Democrats or whoever that's on the other ticket that's going to try to run, you got to prove something. You can't just give us empty answers and, you know, rhetoric, because that's what he was doing in that clip. That was a bunch of rhetoric. No, that was a bunch of bullshit. That's what it was. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, we don't want to hear that anymore. We've heard that for the last, I don't know how many years. That's what that's what we've heard. So in other words, I will respect him more if he just said, I ain't going to do nothing because I can't do nothing. Yep. And you, you, know know what what you know, it's funny from what I heard, at least the Kamala Harris one, I didn't check the Cory Booker one because the Kamala Harris one ended up outshining the Cory Booker one. So yeah. being awful. But yeah. I know the Kamala Harris one got more down votes on YouTube than upvotes. Yeah. And then Charlotte made it to come on and kind of do some splaining, some some uh, water carrying for uh, right. some niggas splaining. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for Kamala Harris, you had to come on and be like, "Yo," uh, and basically like, you know, cape for her and say why she's why the messed up thing she said wasn't uh, messed up. And it's like these people kind of realizing, "Yo, we only have one job, and we're not doing a good job at it." Like, like yeah. we're meant to just give these guys uh, easy set up at the plate to knock it out the park with the black yeah, community. T-ball. It's, it's T-ball. Yeah, exactly. T-ball yeah. is perfect. Perfect. Thank you. I got to yeah. put down to the repertoire. That, that, that's, that's perfect. It's, yes, it's team. T-ball for little kids, man, but they screw it up every time. And, you know, the, I get it because the Breakfast Club has had their issues uh, at once upon a time, especially after the Trayvon Martin thing. There was the whole DJ Envy. I wouldn't let my sons wear hoodies and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. So they've had their own term of being, quote unquote, canceled before. So I think what they've learned is, plus, also, the Breakfast Club is really good at trolling. So just by the simple fact that they'll ask you a question and let you just explain yourself to death is a form yeah. of trolling. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to save you, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, they're not going to save you. But today, like, they kind of try to. I think with certain people, they want to not let them hurt them. Like, you know, if it's right. baby from... from um 
Oh, cash, cash money? money. You know, <laughs> like like they don't really care about that. But let him hang want... himself. Fraser yeah, Star. But, <laughs> but I think with someone like you know Hillary Clinton or Cory Booker or you know uh, uh, Kamala Harris, they want to. It gives them a little bit of legitimacy and yeah. Plus, you know, they become these spot because these people they're not going to Hot ninety seven to talk. They're not going no. to Tavis Smiley. They're going to uh, them. That gives them kind of exclusives. Like Baby and those rappers, they go everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, but you know these people are, are when they when they have to choose one black space to go to, they will usually choose the Breakfast Club, you know. And I think yeah, that makes it. But this is uh yeah, I think the Breakfast Club is so national now that it's not even like really a New York phenomenon anymore. Like I think they're syndi- I think they're syndicated now and stuff. But um yeah yeah, let's play what uh Kamala Harris did. This is this is pretty good. Not all drugs are the same, and when we're talking about marijuana, look, I have forever been an advocate for medicinal marijuana. I have personally known people who only benefited from its use. So there are a lot of reasons why we need to legalize. Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. And I and I inhaled. I didn't I did inhale. It was a long time ago. But yes. I know you have to go. They say you have to go. I just wanted to I just broke news. I mean was it in college? Uh huh. See see I like stuff like that. That's a real honest answer. Was it a blunt or joint? It was a joint. Hey. Yeah. You remember the high? <laughs> I do. So if it was legalized all throughout the country <laughs> and medicinal, would you, you know, do it? Listen, I think that it gives a lot of people joy and we need more joy. <laughs> <laughs> we need more joy in this world. <laughs> another, another myth is that, I don't know if it's a myth, but they say you took campaign donations from big banks. No. I'd, um, no, I have not taken from corporations and big banks. I, I don't believe that I have. No. Now, I also wanted to know before you have to go. And in uh, fact, I fought the big banks and fought them. And it was a, a vicious battle because mm-hmm. I was um, I held out. I When I was attorney general of California during the mortgage um, and foreclosure crisis, I, I would not take the deal that they were giving to other states. And I pulled California out of it because I said it wasn't enough. And we got into a big old battle where I was the banks really took me on. They were sending leaflets or at least we believe it came from them. Um, around the country saying, if Kamala Harris doesn't get back in this settlement, then you won't get this or you will get this. It was a high-pressure battle um, that we won. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my history with the What banks. do you listen to? Because I know she has to go. So what does Kamala Harris listen to? What were you what, listening to when you was high? <laughs> what was on? What song was it? Oh, was my goodness. Oh, yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Tupac. Yeah, so um, we all know how that turned out. Yeah, I believe Kamala Harris still gets high. She's got a job to do, and she does her job horribly, at least in in, in horrible faith of uh, black people. But she's a she's a scammer, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we have D joining us, man. Yeah, D, jump on, jump on in. Oh, that's what that is. I, I know I heard somebody jump in there. Heard... Yeah, now he's all now he's all shy. Oh, yeah, he just yeah, what's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna pop in eventually. Like my grandmother uh, like says, he's... eavesdroppers don't hear good news. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I gotta write that down to the book of Kenisms. <laughs> I forgot the Kenisms. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a, you have a lot of them. I love I love them. But yeah, yeah. She. I mean, one one of the problems with this. I mean, first off, before we even get to the fun stuff, um, she's known to have been really hard on um, uh, marijuana smokers. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So she's talking about all this stuff about you know 
it brings people joy and i used to do it and stuff but okay yeah. if it brought people all this joy and everything why do you have like such a high amount of marijuana only prosecutions on your watch like they said that almost all of her opponents ran to the left on her on marijuana right hey, hey d what's up man what's up fellas what's up fam what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. we're talking about uh kamala harris and i think you might have come in at a perfect time oh, because we're talking God. about how she uh i mean these from california as most of you know and we were talking about how she's known for being really hard on marijuana prosecution you know yeah and as you asked me that someone calling me oh sorry man <laughs> that, that that's like a serious ringtone too man. that's He's... an old school ringtone that's like a t-mobile razor <laughs> <laughs> that's a sidekick ring yep yeah, um she opposed legal recreational weed in california as late as her re-election campaign in 2014 yeah and at that point even a republican opponent was to the left of her on the issue like her republican opponent right and and um she said and she said something about oh i, I brought up the weed oh i'm half jamaican yeah, of course i'm like yeah you, you were half jamaican when you had 2500 annual marijuana only offenses right as as attorney general like you were still half jamaican then so you know it's almost like she's is- she's one of those people that you know we, we know she's full of garbage but she her approach to marijuana crimes it's almost like, you know, the easy, it's like, you know, they met, it's, I don't know if it's a myth or not, but they say, oh, it's the end of the month, the cops want to get their quota. That was her quota, was getting marijuana Seems cases. Like it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're the easy, especially in California, Northern California, it was the easiest type of cases to prosecute, the easiest way to get people, you know, things like that. So I, I just, I mean, she has been, I, I told people, I'm not voting for no cops. It's not happening. Oh, She's a I cop to me. You know what I mean? So, um, Listen, listen to this. Um, 2014, right? Um, listen, listen, listen to this. And welcome back. I'm Golston Dart in tonight for Kelly DeMarco. And I'm Edie Lambert. A top candidate for attorney general is calling today for California to legalize pot, not just medical marijuana, but for recreational use as well. Yeah, it has become a big issue in the race for California's top cop. And KCRA3's Mike Lurie joins us now with more for Commitment 2014. Well, Golston, a growing number of Americans favor marijuana legalization. Two states, in fact, Colorado and Washington, already allow pot sales, which are heavily taxed and regulated. But is California ready? to follow suit. My position is it needs to be legalized. Ron Gold, the Republican candidate for attorney general, wants to tax and regulate the use of marijuana for recreational purposes. Colorado is already beginning to prove to everybody that there is sufficient taxable base. Gold wants to use the millions of dollars projected from marijuana sales for drug and alcohol counseling and for education. In the face of grave danger. We asked California's current top cop, Kamala Harris, for her position on this controversial issue. Your opponent, Ron Gold, has said that he is for the legalization of marijuana recreationally. Your thoughts on that? Um, I that he's entitled to his opinion. <laughs> so you guys were able to hear that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so she just laughed, and there was no, hey, I'm half Jamaican. Right. <laughs> None of that right. came up. Right, and That's 2014. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's just talking about, oh, it brings people joy. I smoked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while she was locking people up for right. it. Right. We got a joint, yeah, she got a joint between her lips annually. while she got people handcuffed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, if you saw her face in that video, like she first she looks like shocked, and like she's a deer in headlights. This is just like, like laughing. Yeah, that's like the ultimate form of hypocrisy too, man. That's like 
definition. <laughs> that's like the definition of hypocrisy, right? I mean, you're locking people up for marijuana while at the same time admitting that you yourself enjoyed it at least at one point in your life. It's like, have you ever, have you guys ever seen that movie Equilibrium? Yeah, but it's yeah. been a minute since I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, you remember that scene? They were remember the movie Equilibrium. Like nobody could display any emotions. You couldn't read books. You couldn't like artwork or anything that would inspire emotions, right? And so they live these dull, mundane existences in the world. Everything is like in gray tones and everything. There's no color in the world. You can't have puppies, nothing, you know, nothing that would make you happy. Right. And so at the end of the movie, when the revolution is happening, the good guy bursts into the room, like at the final level where the where the final boss is and inside of his room, he has like all kinds of exquisite artwork. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 that's, that's exactly what it reminds me of, man. Like that. that kind of hypocrisy is is uh, crazy. Clap. That was a good one, man. Good, good memory. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about he that. Even, he did that. He did that on the fly too, man. Good. Yeah, good, that. Man. <laughs> I remember it now. Yeah, you're right. He had all these knickknacks and shit he was keeping for himself. Yeah, he had all kinds of all like that. he was killing people. They were literally killing people for reading books and shit. Like it was crazy, man. And uh, yeah, he had all kinds of. Uh, you know, expensive artwork and rugs and and vases and China and all this kind of stuff, man. It was wild. But you see that kind of hypocrisy displayed in politicians all the time. You know, like if you look at these politicians that a lot of times there was one out here in uh, in San Francisco, I think it was or somewhere in the Bay Area where he was like this staunch anti-gun advocate. Right. He was signing all kind of legislation, locking people up for firearms. He was tough on guns and all that shit. It turns out this dude was like running guns for like the Chinese <laughs> mafia. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? He probably just didn't want the competition. He's probably exactly. Just, exactly. Right? <laughs> how about how about those guys who are like so vehement against like you know gay people? Yeah, and they, and they come out to be gay in like bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay. And not just gay, but they ended up being like in bathrooms, like you know, stepping on people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, right? It was like a dude in Minnesota, right? He was he was in there yeah. slipping his feet underneath yeah. the, uh, dude, the bathroom dude, stall. One, yeah. You, you can't even just pick one. Every state probably has an example. Yeah. Also, yeah. people like with their interracial sex, it was always those stories. Like Strom Thurmond ends up having like a love child and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, real black tough. Woman. All types of shit. But, you know, that hypocrisy, I think, got overshadowed by what ended up becoming the main focus of that uh, interview was the fact that she mentioned listening to Tupac. Who was oh, the other God. one? Snoop Doggy Dog? Snoop, yeah. yeah. Oh, Snoop Dogg. They don't come Snoop Dogg. I'm showing my age of that one. He hasn't come up Snoop Doggy Dog in years. But, uh, yeah, uh, Tupac and Snoop Dogg. And she said that she listened to it while she was in college um, getting high. It turned out she graduated... Uh, undergrad 86 and law school 89 nice. and neither of them really came out as solo artists until like uh, 91. Even Digital Underground as a group which is not some place that you would listen to Tupac because he didn't have solo songs there. He only had like one verse. Right. And even they I think came out in like 89. 89. Yeah. 88. Yeah. 89. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean she she yeah. was in, she, she graduated <laughs> college when Rakim's first album came out. Like Big Daddy right. Kane. Yeah. That is another whole another era. <laughs> 
Okay, so this is what I was thinking of, right? Let's assume yeah. she's talking about like, did she go to grad school? She's an attorney, right? So I'm assuming she, she went attorney, to but, law but, school. But her, her law school ended at 89, so she's still. Oh man, yes, oh, she's lying. She's she straight up lying. So there's nothing. There's nothing. There's <laughs> no. Can't save her ass on that Even the devil can't pay now. God damn! Yeah. I tried to give her something, man. Save her ass. Straight lie. But but, but but you wanna know? So you wanna know what's funny? You know what's funny? There's this guy. Let me see if I could find it. His, she could have squeezed two more years of school in right. there. She could have got at least two or three more years in. She could have. She could have been able to say, "Yeah, deep cover or something." But right, she, right, she right. Couldn't right, even make right. it that far. Right. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? There's this guy. He's this black guy who's like a total like. He's a compound black, but for Democrats, he's like somebody who's like he puts Democrat over being black. He's just a total shill for. Democrats and like people on the left tend to make fun of him because he's such an embarrassing like uh not just Democrats but centrist Democrat shows. Yeah. He's very much about the whole centrist shit. He was trying to make excuses for her and I think he was trying to hope you know some some black people don't really know much about the black community or mm -hmm. they do but w what their hope is is like I hope white people are dumb enough to believe to what I say. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. This shit that I'm about to say, I'm hoping they're gonna um like this shit so he came out and said something like you know hey you know in the black oh, here it is in the 1980s his name is ragnarok lobster and his at is eclectic brother and anybody with that sister brother yeah yeah black something in the name is usually full of shit yeah you know because i feel like regular black people they don't put that you know Fuck that no. yeah yeah you know like uh no, no they might have the word black i was oh, sorry black we, might, we, we right. don't have it's, black it, but they ain't gonna be brother or, brother yeah. yeah that's what i meant no. that's what i meant you, you know like uh yeah brother with the a like, like that's <laughs> a, that's somebody who's trying a little too hard to like you know <laughs> <laughs> market to white people i always feel that brother with an a yeah yeah <laughs> like 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 if i'm in a black chat room like you know there's not gonna be many people that had like brother or sister or you know right whatever. right right like uh like th that woman who was trying to say that um who went on msnbc joy reed to tell people that uh ados were actually all bots and trolls yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and never yeah her, her name on twitter was like digital sister yeah like, yeah <laughs> never fucking fails yeah but this guy uh eclectic brother um ragnarok lobster is his um screen name he says in the 1980s and 90s black artists used to sell homemade mixtapes out of the trunk of their cars years before they got an official record deal. This has been your black history lesson for today. What? So he was trying to say that to give oh, Kamala Harris a pass, that she was going to a swap meet somewhere and oh, yeah. getting snooped, snooped yeah, Snoop, Tupac Snoop, tapes yeah, the Tupac out of the trunk of his really, car. Yeah, they came out in 86. We just didn't hear it until 95. This is full of shit. I don't know what he, I don't know what he black people who got swap me um <laughs> tupac not in 86 yeah oh my god man that that's mean, crazy i mean was what tupac it's, was rapping when he was what 15 14 shit even Bro. if he was even if he was he wasn't on no mixtape <laughs> i mean no. some people did like too short i know sold out of his yeah, I mean, that happened a lot on the West Coast. I mean, you can go to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, on the West Coast in the in the mid eighties, man, we had shit like Bobby, right? Bobby, uh, um, um, what was dude name? Bobby and Jim. the Critters. Bobby, Bobby Jim. Jimmy and yeah. the Critters. Yeah, and all that Bobby kind Jimmy of shit. Like we didn't have no Snoop Dogg in them. Well, yeah, Snoop Dogg. No. Snoop Dogg arrived on 
uh, he he was not being sold out of trunk of trunk of the cars that I know. Nah. Like you know, like back in them days, niggas on the West Coast was listening to Egyptian Lover and shit. That Egyptian Lover, yeah. Bobby Jimmy and the Critters, and, and uh, 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 Arabian World Arabian Class, Prince, Radio, World Arabian Class, Prince. Yeah. That, yeah, I call that's that that's that breathing hip hop. That'd be ah. <sighs> Exactly. The break that, that was that was during the breaking era. Yeah. That was yeah. pop locking yeah. and all that. Yeah, we didn't really I, get I into see. the gangster rap music yeah. until you know, like what was 88? 88? Yeah, 87, 88, 88 yeah. 89. That's when it really took off. I mean Ice T was out there doing his thing, but you know. Yeah, and and hell, Ice T was pop locking. Yeah, he was pop locking. Yeah, Ice T wasn't breaking too. I think he, was. he wasn't doing any gangster stuff. It wasn't until colors they did the gangster stuff. Yeah, he was yeah. dressing like Grandmaster Flash in a Furious Five. Back yeah. Then. yeah, yeah, but uh, Tupac Digital Underground was already on a major label before Tupac spun off. So Tupac would have to have been selling out of his trunk yeah. before Digital Underground came out on um official wax. Like, like this is. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Even white people weren't believing. It. White people were like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we didn't follow you, Negroes. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't fool white people anymore. No, like I remember no. back in the days when white people couldn't tell. What a black nerd was like, you know, like if you're a black nerd, you can get away with it, you know, and tell white people stories in your school. And nowadays, like white people cannot know a single black person in real life, but still spot a black nerd when they come up. Like, yes, you'll be the only black person they met, but they'll be like, listen, I've studied enough uh, to know that you are not uh, telling the truth. Like, it's, it's not like before, like, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, I was like, just talking to somebody last night and I said, back in the day, you know, I, I was born in California, but I grew, I've been in Portland my whole life. But back in the day, like if you went to like hang out in outside of Portland, which is pretty much back in the day was all white. If you, for whatever reason, was hanging around some white chicks or white dudes, whatever, they didn't know anything about what black people were doing. They had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah, like if you grew up in, if you, if you went out to the suburbs, they didn't even know anything about black people. Like, and this is like, you know, like Snoop Dogg era. If they did know anything about black people, it was like Snoop Dogg. But they were like, listen to Alanis Morissette and shit. Like they didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Social media brought us all together, kind of jumbled us all together. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. And, and you know, really changed the game too. Years of UMTV raps. Yes. Kind of changed. And it, it took a while because a lot of UMTV raps still didn't really give you the full effect, you know? So, um, because they weren't watching that they would just skip it and watch the half the heavy metal uh power hour or something even the first few years of mtv raps wasn't mainstream when you know like people and very interested white people like you know like hip-hop geeks would be into it but yeah now you can't do that like i i remember i went to st louis when i was really young like in the late 80s or early 90s and i remember i went there i came with hip-hop and even the black people were like what the fuck is this Right, like, you know, right, you know. I remember I um played it for some black people, and they're like, "Oh, that's that, that's that nigger music." Yeah, it's like a black person told me that. Yeah, like you know, like like you had to be like on the one of the coast or like in Philly or Boston to even like really be fucking with hip hop like that. A lot of black people would be like, you know, get the fuck out of here with this, you know. And uh, it was it was a fad. They didn't think it was gonna last. They were still listening to Prince and Michael Jackson. Yeah, 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 exactly. They were still listening to Janet and Jackson kind of and Prince. Yeah, so. This idea that Kamala Harris in like '86 is going to like swap me. Dude, like in '86 she was listening to Phyllis Hyman. She lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> if that, like, like, listen, this mainstream stuff's not good enough for me. I need the real uncut yeah, from the swap please. me. Like I'm, 
<laughs> I'm going down to the swap meet to the trunk. I can't even you imagine know? the and, way she looked. Nah, she was. Nah. Yeah, and this dude is trying to think that the white people are like still like in that old phase where you can tell them anything about black people and they're gonna just swallow it up. Right? It's not like that anymore. What black people I and mean, white people know? Like, uh, you'll see some white guy you don't even think anything. You know what happened to me, man? I went to um, I went to stockholm in the aughts like uh 2000 something late 2000 i can't remember when it was maybe it was like 2008 or something mm-hmm. i think maybe later i can't remember but i remember i was there and i might have the year wrong so don't pull a camera harris on me <laughs> accuse me of lying this doesn't no you were there uh, in 96 <laughs> <laughs> i remember i was there and it's nothing but like white uh swedish people and stuff and Stockholm people and I was outside this club waiting to get in and it was called Band. It was B E R N S. It was like 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 the they pronounce it Band Hotel. Mm-hmm. You can yeah the outdoor roof and all this part. You can hear the hip hop blasting and they're playing like deep cuts like deeper what you even hear like normally in New York because in New York you know it's like the era of Hot ninety seven like the you know Payola ten yeah. songs whatever's new at the time and they were playing stuff like deep cuts like uh we rap more mellow grandmaster flash the furious five yeah. uh funky four plus one well, they hadn't caught up and yet they, no 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 it wasn't that they hadn't caught up they were so into the deep cuts they were playing they're playing new stuff too but they were playing stuff like royce the five nines like uh solo cut that that song that um i'm about to blow up like oh yeah, yeah okay were, yeah i see what you're saying so they're they're more they're more into the the art of it instead of like the top 40 or whatever that yeah. you know, we get stuck with listening to on the radio the syndicated radio hip-hop yeah, yeah. Or, or or even when, even when we have old school the, we listen to the same 10 old school cuts yep. and stuff they were doing like old school cuts like i haven't heard that in a long time yeah. like, and what's interesting to me was i was outside waiting to get in and i was looking to the left and right and there were like these white boys from swedish who were rapping to every single lyric yeah yeah. Like they're not even American and these are like deep cuts. A lot of black people, like a lot of these blavities wouldn't even be able to uh even know what these songs are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, those 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 yeah. dudes, you know, it's funny because in the uh in the, you know, I'm in the in the hip hop game to a certain degree as far as like records and DJing. It's always those cats or Asian cats that yep. are playing like J Rooted Damages songs that I ain't even heard. You yeah, know, you know what like, I mean? Like, like B sides. Yeah, B sides. Like yeah, cuts. twelve inches. Yeah, yeah, things, yeah. Yeah, things are on the B side of the twelve inch. Like, yeah. like they'll know that stuff, and I'm sure because you do more uh, crate digging than I do. I haven't done that like in years, but you used to go to like those shows where you get like the um, vinyl in the oh, twelve yeah. inches, right? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure you've seen like all the European. Oh dudes yeah, and European the, dudes, and the Asian white, dudes, and the you white don't, hipster you nerds. You don't see black Asians. people in there at all. Yeah, yeah, the black people, like you know, they, they don't really curate the history as well no. as uh, we should so, but so this guy's idea that he can like just tell white people anything about hip hop yeah they gonna, know better yeah you can't tell them this shit so white people were clowning him they're like what the fuck are you talking about like yeah. like she was doing all this he said black history lesson for today fuck out of here yeah that's a bunch of bullshit he sounds like another one of those academic type of dudes that he's he's on the only the only connection he has to black people is the black people he met on campus but he's not from a black community and he's not yeah. you know he discovered his blackness like five years ago exactly maybe, and then and then he realized that he could use it to get cultural currency with white people like you, you know that guy from slave play who had the thing where he realized like his blackness can help him have sex yeah, with white people yeah and that's when he realized the worth of his blackness exactly like, you know it's like um so then he started like trafficking in it to win over curious white people because he realized i'll never be a good bootleg white person i'll 
I'm too black right. to to ever anything but a poor excuse for a white person. But I can be a black person in a way that they can never be a black person. And right. I use that as my way to uh, get close to them, win them over. Get, yeah, earn yeah. a little agency with them. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, you're pretty quiet over there, D. Is everything okay? Uh, yeah, I just had a double double from in and out, so I had to kill that. Now I'm back. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good cause. That's a good priority. Absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Pause for I, a double double. Yeah, but basically, she got into a lot of grief over this uh, hip hop flub because one of two things happened. Either she was wrong about she was lying about having smoked the weed you know she was making it up or she was telling the truth about smoking the weed but she knows nothing about hip-hop so she's lying about the hip-hop so her or idea both. of being authentically yeah, or both <laughs> or, or the other thing is like you know she was telling the truth about smoking weed while listening to um snoop and and um Tupac, but then that means that she was smoking weed way later than she said she was. Right. Which means that uh, she was smoking it even when she was like an attorney and starting to prosecute people and stuff like that. Like, like there's no good, there's no good aspect to it. Either you're smoking weed later than you say, like after college and everything, and you still turn around and prosecuted people. Yeah. Like not long after you were smoking yourself, or no you know you were smoking when you said, but you're lying about the hip hop, so you're just like pandering to black people with uh, all this stuff. So. Anyway, I I guess the, the least evil yeah. of those would be lying about the hip hop, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. that would be the least evil, but then that'd be the least evil, but that would probably hurt her the most with the black voters because not, not that she's not. Is that the black voters? care about the hip-hop because it, it, i don't think it's like you no know, black voters because i want to make this clear because some people somebody came at me and they're saying oh you're insulting black voters uh this is somebody who wasn't coming in good faith they just wanted to cape for kamala harris but uh -huh. you know this is what they said they said oh you know you're in you're you're insulting black voters because you're saying all they care about is hip-hop i'm like no they don't care about the hip-hop you know what what they care about is the lying thinking they're stupid yeah like, right. you know what i mean yeah. like um, the pandering the lying pandering yeah the lying. If you yeah. Come, yeah if you come through with tangibles and actual policy and no hip-hop you know they'll choose you all day and all night you know but yeah i mean look idea, at barack like, obama i mean barack obama didn't really talk about hip-hop he said he listened to jay-z but i mean yeah, he, and, and he, all the hip hop, he, the hip -hop like he liked. That. Yeah, and all the hip hop he listened yeah. to, either people didn't believe him or it was like dad hip hop. Exactly, was like, like Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, Jay Z and like the most blatant, like you know, all of his black culture reaches were always like the most obvious, yeah. like, white dad stuff. It's yeah, good, right. whatever, you, whatever. You, you, yeah, you, you can say what you want about Obama. I got the sense from him that he genuinely, in a sense, kind of understood, you know, the whole concept of code switching. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, I didn't think that he was being disingenuous in the sense that he really didn't listen to that shit. Right, right. And then he's just pandering for I think he really did. No, he listen really does. To, I believe he does. Read yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the pandering aspect and, of it was and just he has pictures he, of himself smoking weed too. I mean if I if, oh, if, there you go. If, so if, yeah, yeah, I forgot I took, about that. If, yeah. I, if, if, if I had to guess what's on Barack Obama's playlist, it's probably like two or three Jay Z songs. Najee, you know what I'm saying, which is like dad jazz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kenny yeah. G. <laughs> Luther, yeah. <laughs> Beyonce, Spyro, Spyro Gyro, I can see him. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's the yeah. type of stuff that it's like when you go inside Tower Records to buy. You know, you see some you know fifty five year old dude in there, and he wants to kind of oh, still oh. remain cool. You know, and white and white eighties rock like yeah. uh, Journey, and Foreigner, yeah, yeah Journey, mm. I can see Ario Speedwagon. He's he's on that type of because that's his era. You know what I'm saying? Like my yeah, my yeah. dad, that's what my dad listens to. I like dude, dude you used to listen to dope <laughs> shit, man. What happened? You know what I mean? You got whack overnight. You know so. 
I, I believe yeah, him. That's, that's that's the funny thing. Black people in every generation have <clears throat> their era of white music that they like. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm, like I yeah. remember, like every like, there's no such thing as a black person. I think that listens to nothing but uh, black music. We're too immersed in like you know America to like right. to like do that. Everybody's Very got like, true. like like something. So that's the other thing is like she can even she's not into this shit. Like she can talk about something and black people will still be able to even enjoy her taste wise. Like yeah. you know, this is our idea. Like black people, if you don't just do like. Um, hip-hop and r&b they're just gonna be looking at your question marks right over the head like you know like that um yeah. what's his what's his name swaggy in, 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 you know that um not jeff you know that meme that goes around with swaggy p yeah. um yeah with the question marks yeah. over his head yeah they feel like that's gonna be like black people if we try to talk about anything culturally outside of like uh hip-hop and smoking weed it's gonna be like oh yeah. what's that yeah like we don't know any better you know it's yeah, crazy it's, yeah. cra- it's yeah. crazy because people like her you know they're lying because you know it's almost it's almost like the memes that we were making you know what i mean like she goes so far down this alley and wants to convince us that she's listening to just hardcore gangster rap like Oh. You don't we even believe for, that. We lost you for a second. Huh? Okay, he's back. Yeah, we lost you for a second. You were saying that she tries to convince you by going down this alley. Yeah, she tried to go, tried to take you down this alley as if, you know, we're supposed to really believe she just listened to just hardcore gangster rap. Like, dude, man, most people's moms, that's her. How old is Kamala Harris? 55, 54? 55 or 56. Man, ain't nobody's mama that age listening to that stuff. Like, stop, man. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Even back then, not everybody black was listening to hip hop. No. Like, I'm younger than her. When I was growing up, everybody black wasn't listening to hip hop. Like, you'd be surprised how many people were black and didn't listen to hip hop. They not just old black folks. It wasn't just a civil rights yeah. generation. There were some people, like, for example, those, those black people in St. Louis when I went to visit. And at that time, I was listening to nothing but uh, hip hop. I was listening to like Run DMC. I brought Tougher Than Leather and all right. this stuff. And they wanted to listen to the Monkees. And they would get mad at me when I put on. Because uh, at the time, at the time, the Monkees was having a resurgence. And these were like uh, suburban black kids. And they were just, you know. And I was calling the music totally radical dude music because I was like, what is this shit that you're listening to? And and um, 10 years later, like uh, 10, 15 years later, I caught up with those guys and one of them's like a hip hop artist. Oh, shit. And, and he's doing hip hop roots music. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to. You said they were listening Whatever. to the monkeys? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. But by the time the monkeys having like a big resurgence, like uh, so a lot of I, I was people. totally not expecting that. One. Like uh, that, that came out of the monkeys. I'm Damn. sorry, but that yeah. is funny. Yeah, there was a monkeys resurgence that came out mm. in the '80s, in the late '80s, and it, it got so big. They even mm. made a sitcom, The New Monkeys, like the worst shit on earth. Like they, we had these oh, these, wow. these four new young white guys who were the new monkeys. Anybody go on YouTube and check out the new monkeys, man. It's like the, oh, I, I remember the monkeys. They were always on Scooby Doo back in the day. I do remember that. Let, let's see. The, the, let me take a find the new monkeys. That's we're funny. Not listen, we're not gonna listen to it on air. Oh, we're not gonna listen to it on air. But I will uh, send you uh, the <laughs> the link. It's 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 hot garbage. Oh my god, um, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, the the original monkeys were coming back for a comeback tour, but like one of them was missing. So like they'd be on MTV and everything. They even had a new song. So wow. young people. People were getting back into the monkeys. The like, monkeys, like, like young, that young, is white. amazing. 
they were playing the repeats and syndication. And what? so when I went there, I remember there, that were, show. Yeah, I, remember I remember the show, the show when yeah. I was younger. When I was yeah, and the show came back in syndication. So, so when I went to St. Louis, they were listening to like, um, by the way, if you were from St. Louis and you were around then, you're like, I was listening to hip hop. That's fine. I'm not talking about you. I don't, I'm not an expert in St. Louis. I was just in the suburbs visiting these black people and they were listening to the monkeys. I think Duran Duran or something. Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. I fucked with Duran Duran too. You know? I mean, black people um, have always listened to George Michael and Michael right. McDonald and yeah. what's the what's the one Madonna, white what's the white brother's Madonna. name? Cat in the hat. I call him Cat in the hat. What's the brother's name who does? Um, oh my god, Jamiroquai. Well, yeah, Jamiroquai is another one. I mean, we've yeah. we've always had white artists that we like. You know what I'm saying? My mom likes Billy Idol. Hall and Oates. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Hall and Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hall and Oates. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, we've mm. always been, you know, liking different music from all over the place. Simply you know Red, so, all that. Yeah. Simply Red. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> she she did not have to paint herself as like some um, super hip hop fan to be convincing. Right. As a 50 something year, year old, because there's a lot of black people who weren't just fucking with it. It's, yeah. it's, it's fine. It just wasn't culturally but, um, accepted yet. We created this um, hashtag that went viral. Do you guys know? I don't know if you know this. The hashtag we created went number one in the u.s are you serious what it was number it was a what? number one trending hashtag and what happened is it um sometime this morning it disappeared off the trending list within oh. 20 minutes and somebody somebody nuked it the hashtag we created was uh kamala harris rap genius mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah, so, so we created kamala harris rap genius and i woke up this morning and it exploded loaded they went to number one and then 20 minutes later and people were a lot of people i asked around i said was i imagining that it was number one and different people said no we saw it 20 minutes ago and it disappeared mm. so i don't but they have this new function now where you can report hashtags yeah, jack, being racist jack, or spam jack bitch ass got in the way yeah either yeah. Either it came from up top or they got a lot of people to mass report the hashtag because Ah, uh, you got what a what a total bitch ass move. Yeah, man. Even if it even if it dropped naturally, it would have uh still been within like the top twenty. You don't go from like number one, gone, uh overnight. Yeah, and, yeah, and the jokes on the Kamala Harris uh rap genius was so uh funny. It was uh oh they were so good. Um I don't want to read hey, my Kenny, old Kenny, one of yours is at the top. <laughs> yeah, Kenny was really good. Yeah. The large father Kane Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't doing the. I was just doing the cabbage patch. They were doing the Teddy Ruxpin. They, 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 I mean, yeah, 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 you know, you know, it's funny. I didn't know. I didn't know that we created it. I just saw T tweet it. I didn't know no, that's where no. it started. No, no, no. I, you know, it's funny. I actually created it last month. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And hold, hold on. I will. Um, that shit. I created was funny. Yeah, yeah. But I want to be. I want to be Kenny, Kenny's first. Yeah, this is what, what Kenny tweeted, right? Uh, Kenny's Black Sports NW. Uh, oh, man. Kenny tweeted under the hashtag when Large Father Kane, and he spelled Kane C A N E, <laughs> when Large Father Kane put his first album out, we were all doing the Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god i was i was i was dying. Oh, shit. i wanted to get in on it but i couldn't think of nothing man i was so busy laughing at everybody else and stuff man it, this shit when t, i when man, i first was... seen it t when t i was in a meeting at work and it was like a housing meeting so they ended up being serious and i had to leave i was laughing so hard i was like i was like oh, i gotta oh, excuse oh, myself guy i gotta go to the bathroom oh. 
Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. I'll read only one of mine because I want to read. I don't want to read my own because that's kind of like a uh, whack. But I read the one that made Ken Kenny laugh because because uh, that was the one that after that you put the large father Kane one and then I started dying because <laughs> <laughs> because I was somewhere I'm like okay not now I'm looking crazy so like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and let me see let me see if I can find oh God there are so many there are so many of, there are so many of these oh man. This um, oh, oh, I just okay. Let's see. Oh yeah, uh, I put a picture of Kamala Harris up, and I put growing up, my favorite rapper was Largy Littles. Instead of a Biggie Small, I was crying when I seen that. I was like, I gotta get out of here. I didn't know what the hell was going on. That shit was but the so best funny. Thing about the, the best thing about the hashtag was the picture of her that we were all using because we were using this picture of her laughing with Charlamagne. Oh yeah, and Charlamagne is looking at her. Charlamagne is looking like what the fuck? <laughs> you know, and you know what? You know what's even more crazy? And I was just thinking about this. She saw that shit. Oh, people added her with it. Yeah, she and saw it. And they hit number one in the hashtags and people start doing like articles um people who are listening just go to twitter and search the hashtag kamala harris rap genius there's so many tweets there's no way um she she didn't see it i mean over at the coley like like that uh website mm-hmm. they had like a five six page thread just are you serious best jokes yeah they had like a <sighs> long thread um, yeah, there's it, no way. You're right. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, and people yeah. started adding her in. Uh, I'm probably gonna get banned off Twitter soon because I know she get in trouble when you go after like um, politicians and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are adding her with me in the replies. Somebody put uh, this guy. He, he's pretty good. We're actually gonna have him on a guest at some point. But uh, he's on. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but his at is um, Behembaba. I don't. I can't pronounce his username. But he put uh, 83 till infinity is such a classic. <laughs> Trust, I'm from Cali. <laughs> I know. She <laughs> <laughs> saw those, man. You, you know, the, the messed up thing about it is I could tell that somebody killed the hashtag because my phone wouldn't stop. Once I posted, no, my no, phone was going crazy, yeah. and then now it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, so was mine. Cause a lot of people were like, like, uh, <laughs> here's what somebody put. That I thought I thought was funny. I don't want to read just just ours. Uh, somebody put, I wouldn't suggest that NWA go as far as fucking the police, but I'm sure law enforcement <laughs> appreciates the support. <laughs> when yeah. Uncle Luke said, "Don't stop, get it, get it." I thought it was an incredible call to action for inner city youths to get their college degrees. Wow. That was by uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a there was a, there was a lot. Damn, of they ran an article in the New York Times about that shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, about the wow. hashtag. Yeah, it says <laughs> uh, Kamala Harris is accused of lying about listening to Tupac. Here's what happened. Oh it began shit! As a li- oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. See, this wow. is what I'm talking. Man, wow. come on, really. Wow. I'm gonna post it in the link. I'm gonna send the link right now. Ooh. This is this is a fucking embarrassment. Let me make sure I ain't got no warrants. Man, I pop up with a new All warrant right. from '94. <laughs> All of you are under investigation. <laughs> I'm gonna go to work tomorrow. They'll be like, All right, Kenny, I need your badge. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow! End up in the Onion AV Club too. Damn, Fox and Friends dedicated a segment to what? it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Chronic. But, uh, me- they cut chronic memory problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's a clever one. They got a picture of Dr. Dre the chronic. Oh, shit. It's next to her. With her looking hella ditzy in the picture. <laughs> oh, chronic shit. memory problem. Um, what's his oh, name? Shit. What's his name? Uh, Charlemagne had to come out and, you know, cop a plea for a Kamala Harris because that's how bad it got on social media. He had to, like, make some kind of excuse as to why she supposedly uh, didn't really mess up. And, you know, he did, like, a play-by-play, which was, you know, still unconvincing. Oh, you know, no, no, nobody was nobody was buying it. You ain't got to save her, dude. She can save herself. Yeah, he, he's being Captain Saver politician. Yeah. People wasn't... She must have promised him something. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think he just wants that continued exposure. And yeah. these, these unforced errors that keep happening at the Breakfast Club, people are going to be like, oh, hold on. This is when I actually created... Uh, Kamala Harris, um, rap genius. It was, it was when she did this classic. A song that has always made me dance. Check the rhyme, A Tribe Called Quest. You know, I'm talking about Fife. <laughs> That, that, wow. that one where either she that, that one where either she messed up uh she either messed up the rap lyric and she was trying to say you're on point five and she yeah. fucked it up or yeah. she was shouting out five not knowing that he was um deceased dead or both but there was uh nothing uh good about that one so then i made the hashtag camera harris rap genius for that one and we did it a little bit and some people joined in and we made like some jokes but then everybody forgot about it and then when that happened again i was like oh no this time Right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna run into the ground. We're gonna bring it back, and this time we're gonna um, run into the ground. So, like, my thing is, even if what Charlamagne was saying is true, there wasn't any type of discrepancy. That's not her first time, you know, fucking up uh, rap. So, I still think the hashtag is valid, even if absolutely, which I don't you, buy. It. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, guys I don't buy gotta read this this article in the New York Times, man. This is so. <laughs> oh, did they do this the usual spinning, thing? Of, boy, did they do the usual thing? Did they do the usual thing of claiming that people? were saying she wasn't phenotypically black because that's a big thing they like to do is act like people are doubting that she's racially black as opposed oh yeah to that's, doubting the, that's the spin i've seen that spin oh there you know you know what it was uh about a month ago it was if if you're talking bad about kamala harris is because you don't like black women yeah that's another one it was toxic masculinity, masculinity. <laughs> In case you didn't all know. roads lead to toxic masculinity. all the time all the time yeah, you know? yeah. Sure. Though she's locking oh. black people up more than fucking, I mean, damn, you know what I mean? She, she, more than Grand Theft Auto. Duke, shit. She do George Duke Majin proud. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs> he said, yeah. he said more than, he said more than Grand Theft Auto. Man, it's ridiculous, dude. So wow. I don't want to hear bullshit. That's a bunch of bullshit, it, and it, it just plays into what we, you know, the information, the information we saw today on Twitter and going in on those people and that fake professor. You know what I'm saying, like. You're trying to spin. You guys always want to spin stuff and then play victim. Like I ain't gonna let you do it. Well, it looks like uh, this is not this is not really a good um, endorsement. But it looks like it looks like Ann Coulter probably retweeted the uh, <laughs> hashtag. Oh no, <laughs> that's bad. Oh shit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't want us to. Well, you know what? Even a stop clock is right <laughs> twice, twice a day. Twice You're a right, day. right. Broken clock. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. but uh, <laughs> someone's gonna end up using that. Someone's gonna say, "Oh, look, you're doing Ann Coulter's work for her." But yeah, come on. Oh she shit, they did write an article on this, man. This is crazy. What was that? I'm I'm reading the article. Oh, I gotta oh. subscribe to it. They won't let me read it on my phone. Oh, what <laughs> what does your article say? I can't I can't see it right it's now. It's just basically saying talking about the hashtag on the in the New York Times. Oh, okay. They're paying attention. Okay. 
Wow, I can't read it because I'm not subscribed to the New York Times on my phone, so they won't let me read it. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, here's what happened. Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter, uh, retweeted this from the Cameron Harris hashtag. She didn't write it, but she retweeted it. I tell you, Champagne Man, the God, MC Light's song "You Cannot Touch This" was by Jammy Jam back in the day. So <laughs> Champagne Man, the God. <laughs> so, so if Ann Coulter is retweeting this, then there's no way that the powers that be don't know about the hashtag. Yeah, there's a lot of people I know saw it, but you know they're haters because they're all in the you know they want to ride with her but they know that shit was funny man yeah but when when it comes to you know politically yeah i don't like her you know what i'm saying i know people that's doing time because of them fucked up laws in california like football numbers so yeah i'm not fucking with her i ain't voting for no damn cop you serious no it's not happening well news one carried the hashtag yes it's made its way and as it was making its way that's when suddenly the whole thing got the whole hashtag got got on nuked from got, the yeah trending. killed yeah that's yeah. crazy man yeah they didn't delete the tweets but they killed it because i think a lot of people were, were finding it a lot of random people were finding it from the trending topics yeah so yeah. they made it so that you couldn't uh, stumble on it um as right. you actually have to you have to go looking for it basically you have to have heard someone talking about it or seen it's not like it's gonna pop up in the trending moments uh yeah. section of your twitter feed anymore is that what you're saying like yeah exactly exactly and what's funny is even that still wasn't slowing it down because it had its own momentum but at least it wasn't speeding up anymore because we've seen what happens with things stay in a trending topic because remember the root articles that one mm-hmm. was like a whole week yeah uh, in the in the uh trending you know like it that's that mm-hmm. was too funny mm-hmm. that, that, that was that was a good i'm surprised one. that those tweets you could tell that you know it became an issue because those tweets should have did crazy numbers, astronomical numbers. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen other going, tweets yeah. about dumb shit do thirty thousand retweets, and I'm looking yeah, I'm like, sure, this isn't even. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how for that sure. works. You know, I've had my own. Th- we talked about this long time ago about theories yep. about how that happens, and there's a conspiracy mm-hmm. tied to it. Um, just like there's a conspiracy tied to why that that hashtag got nuked. So you know, yeah, for sure, it is what it is. <clears throat> Have you guys ever seen a camp? Uh, uh, a candidate sputter this early in a, in the uh, in their announcement of the candidacy like this? No, no I, I can't remember. Me neither. But but you know what's interesting too is I think it's almost going to um, hurt the Republicans because she's on the road to being another Hillary, and I think as a result she would have gotten eaten up by Trump. You know, yeah. she mm-hmm. had to go head to head with him, but she might be sputtering it out so early that. Um, you know, she's not even going to get to pass the primary, I think. No, she's not. Yeah. Yeah. She's, you yeah. know, I think I think maybe if, if she, you know, most of the times when people say they're going to run for president, they, they've been planning this for a long time. And I think if she would have cleaned some of this stuff up long time ago, I think she would have a shot. But she's one of the people that's just wrong and strong. And it's one of the things that I learned a long time ago is, man, you don't argue with people that think they're right because they think they're right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. So she, she thinks she's right. And she thinks that she can just spin it and it'll be all good. And she'll be at the cookout doing the running man. Mm-hmm. Like, well, here's, here's <laughs> the thing. Like here's, here's, I think there's a certain amount of political calculus that, that gets done, right? So I think she's looking at it like, okay. Trump is in office. There's a lot of anger behind his uh, his uh, presidency or what have you. Then there's the fact that so in front of her, you got her. She's 56. Then behind her, you got these new, young, fresh faces that just got elected to 
the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these young women that just came up, and I, for some reason, everybody's name is escaping me right well, now. Cortez, but, one of them in New York. Cortez, right, right, right. Her, and then uh, there was another young lady. Uh, I think she's a Muslim lady. Yeah, um, I cannot yeah, remember Omar. her name right now. Right, right, right. Uh, Ilan, so there's Ilan a few, Omar. Right, there's a few of them. Yeah, right? yeah. And so young too, man. All in, I believe, all in their thirties or what have you, or in their twenties. I think. How old is uh? How old is uh? I think Cortez is like thirty-two. <clears throat> thirty-two. Oh, I, I, I think maybe in his late twenties, even. Or late twenties. Okay. Actually, you know yeah, what? Just, I have a computer right here. When I just look. So you know, I think she's doing the calculus. Like, okay, if I wait it out and just let Trump run its course or what have you, and then throw my hat in the ring four years from now or another four years from now, or whatever. She's twenty-nine, by the way. Just want to say. Oh, okay. Twenty-nine. Oh man. Oh, wow. Yeah. See yeah she's wow so she's looking behind her she's looking in front of her she said you know what i think she might have maybe thought about it at first waiting you know what i'm saying to throw her hat in there you know but then she said well shit look what's behind me look what's right nah, i gotta, I gotta go it for now. it now yeah you know what i mean there's no time like the present and so i think that's what you're seeing right now man but she's coming out of the gate stumbling and um uh, but the, I guess what's, what what she does have working in her favor is like who who's what Democratic faces are going to come out and really uh, challenge her right now. She might be the just by default be the yeah, candidate because T Bone T Bone don't have a shot. T Bone <laughs> T Bone ain't got it. Talking about Cory Booker. Cory Booker, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah Cory Booker had a story about T Bone, the, yeah. the the gangster. Oh, no, nah, come on, man, don't 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 tell me that, man. Don't tell oh, me you don't know about T Bone? No, I did not. Oh, hear. you didn't know about that? Please tell me y'all bullshit. Oh, oh come on, man, some, some gangster, some gangster oh, in uh, Newark. Shit, uh, T Bone. Oh um, man, I'm, there's, there's a story. Hold on, you know something? This is a good place to end it because uh, this wow. is a good. I'm, I'm gonna play. Oh, there's there's two things about Cory Booker that I think it'd be good to end this on. Uh, Reason.com has a story from this month, February 1st, 2019. <laughs> Remember T-Bone, Cory Booker's imaginary drug dealer friend. Uh, the New Jersey Senator is a friend of criminal justice reform, but his best friend might steal the spotlight. Um, Cory Booker's announcement today that he'll seek the 2020 Democratic nomination for president prompted various political analysts to publish pieces pondering what his chances are. As Reason's Elizabeth Nolan Brown noted this morning, Booker's strengths include a strong support for criminal justice reform, plus he's already called for weed legalization nationwide. But Booker's chances will no doubt be hurt by his penchant for grandstanding and embellishing the truth for rhetorical purposes. Take, for instance, his many references to T-Bone, a drug dealer who Booker claimed to have been friends with. (laughs) Various (laughs) critics have questioned whether T-Bone is actually a real person, and Booker has never really provided (laughs) a definitive (laughs) response. He was talking about T-Bone at least as far back as 2000 when he gave an interview to Stanford Magazine. Booker is a Stanford graduate. I still remember my first month on the street, Booker said, referring to the time in 1995 when he moved to a dangerous neighborhood in Newark. I walked up to this charismatic black guy my age called T-Bone who was one of the drug lords. First of all, what says drug lords? Drug lords, huh? What? <laughs> drug lords. <laughs> Not drug dealers. He was one of the drug dealers. So $20 <laughs> racks of crack, he was a drug lord. Yeah. When did, when Nobody did, uh... on the street is a drug lord. No. Right, right, right. And you definitely ain't just Walking, walking up, up to, to a drug no <laughs> absolutely not uh, hold on this is the best part i just said yo man what's up and he leaped in front of me looked me right in the eye and said who the fuck do you think you are if you ever so much as look at me again i'll put a cap in your ass job turkey <sighs> sucker <laughs> <laughs> sucker? <laughs> Job ticket, sucker. Sucker? 
And who the and hell you talking to like that? <laughs> <laughs> fool. Fool. <laughs> I pity the fool. <laughs> you don't know me. You no business born insecure junkyard motherfucker. Damn, <laughs> I can't believe he actually said that dumb shit. And, and, and yeah, he talked about it for like a long time. And, and, and he told the new school in 2007 that his friendship with T-Bone eventually ended after the drug dealer said there were warrants out for his arrest. That rift between me and T-Bone was inches. And we sat there, but I felt so alienated that there was a gulf as wide as a Grand Canyon between us. And I could not reach out to save this young man. And we drove back to the brick towers. And I've never seen him again since oh, that man. day. So, so he hasn't seen T-Bone since 2007. I think it'd be a great end to the wow. story if T-Bone pops up at like the primary. Oh, the yeah. With a do-rag on. <laughs> sure. No, Some no. Or maybe T-Bone. How about if T-Bone is not a professor? Like he comes back with a suit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he still has a teardrop tattoo and like Corey Brooker's like, you look familiar. Is it yeah. T-Bone? He's that's got a Professor suit on. He got the suit on with some Timberlands. Got the teardrop. That's Doctor. That's Doctor T Bone. Doctor Bone. <laughs> Jeez, man. The fuck is going like, on here? This man. shit. Is, yeah. This shit has got to stop, man. The this intervention is... by Cory Booker all those years led T Bone to go towards PhD program. And these twelve years, he's been gone. He's been working on a dissertation, Professor Bone. Now he's uh. He's gonna come back. Doctor Bone. He's gonna come back right in time. Uh, oh, Pick the most shit. generic ass <laughs> street name. See, that's what that's I mean. That T- so- that's worse than T Dog in The Walking Dead. He somehow managed to be. Yeah. Be if it's a oh, bone or man. dog, you're not believable. And that's what I mean. They're so yeah, disconnected. I don't believe you. They're so disconnected from black people. I, you know. Wasn't that Damon Wayans yes, character in yes, T-Bone? Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it wasn't even realistic then. Like, T-Bone was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even, then we, even then we laughed at that. Oh, Oh, man. my God. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, dude, you don't have to do this. You're yeah, going to wow. fail by doing this. This because that's how we know you don't know us. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got different names. I, you know, I've been around, you know, I'm, I know Dude. Dino hanging, being around gangs. Like, yeah, gang members yeah. got some crazy names. T Bone right. ain't one of them. T Bone ain't one of them. T Bone's like a TV one. That's not even. Right. <laughs> that's straight out the mind. You know what? I'm, we're joking about this, but I, I do, I, I did have a homeboy named M Bone. I did. Right, right, M. right. M Bone. Yeah. You're right, right. Shout out to Marvin, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but T Bone's like a snake, though, because Bone Thugs, yeah. those Bone Thugs, and they're like a busy bone and all this stuff. Right. T Bone specifically like a steak. That's like a TV gangster name. Right. What's that black exploitation huggy bear? You know, yeah, give me my yeah, five dollars, yeah. you sucker. That exactly. type of shit. You know what I mean? Barnaby Jones and all that type of yeah, shit. You know? that's, that's crazy. You know, this is crazy, man. Like, I'm, in a way, I'm kind of glad we we're in the age of Twitter and social media, man, because it really exposes like the the bullshit that these people put out there. Like, it just it just in a way it just it it, it magnifies. The cartoonish nature oh, yeah. of the, the the shit that these people put out there, man. You know, T Bone and all that shit. Yeah, I smoked weed while listening to Tupac and Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, and it was T Bone and Ray Ray was there and Mud Bone. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he walked and- up to me and he said, "You don't know me, fool. You just own me. Cool. I don't need your assistance, social. Pers- you know, <laughs> like wait a minute. He received. Ain't he repeating colors? <laughs> Ice tea said colors. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, my stomach hurting. That's so funny. <laughs> These dudes, man. I don't I need swear, your. Pers- like- I don't need your federal assistance. Yeah, yeah. Or your rambunctious persistence. Yeah. Like, what the hell? But, like oh my god and you know you know it's funny but i didn't want to read the whole article and take up time but you have to read about t-bone i'm gonna put some articles in the show notes so people can read about t-bones and i'm telling you it's not as funny if i read them because you got to see them but the the camera harris rap genius uh hashtag is is pretty good it's still going strong it's, it's pretty funny i wish i so wish they didn't nuke it man i wish they went under the somebody put under camera harris <laughs> rap genius i'm down with opp oppressive private prisons God damn. <laughs> oh shit. There is real comedy on on Twitter, man. Social media in general, man. We, we, we just happened to be like... jumping we were just jumping on the wrong person and they didn't like that. If that was Right, right. You know Oh, if it was Trump yeah, or, or, or yeah, somebody yeah. like that. Oh, if some conservative. Oh man. Uh uh, uh um, Michelle Malkin or something yeah. like that. Oh, it was just funny because I remember years ago, man, years and years ago when when the O'Reilly factor was still on and, and Michelle Malkin was hosting the show. And I forget what the topic was, but somebody got on her about her being a woman of color and, and doing what she was doing. She said, first of all, you don't you know, I listened to MC Light and Queen Latifah and all that stuff back oh, yeah. in the day. I know what. But she was actually, you know, for her age bracket, she was saying the appropriate names for right. that time. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, so even somebody like Malkin can get it. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, that's crazy. Man. It's fucked up, man. She couldn't even stay on cold, man. She could have easily yeah. just be like, well, you know, when I was young, you know, we was listening to because if she was in college in '86, that's around the. And where is she from? Um, I'm not sure. It's a good. Question. I mean, she she was born, I think, in the Bay Area, but then she uh-huh. ended up moving somewhere. I think. Then she went to high school in Montreal. What? Um, Canada. Then she went. I forget where she went to undergrad, but she went to. Did she go to Howard for for one of her? Was she it did. She went to Howard. So she was in D.C. at the time when D.C. was black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DC back when it was Chocolate City. Chocolate City. Chocolate yeah. City. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, I'm sure so she was at the go Was music popular in D.C.? Yeah, the Go-Go's and all that. Go-Go's and all that. Go-Go's. Can you mention doing the butt? Like, like, I was just about to say that. You know what I mean? She was up in there doing twerking the butt. something. I don't oh, know what yeah, her body yeah. looked like. Then, I'm going to have to check it out you still had You still had Rick James and Tina Marie and all that. Yeah, she didn't have to do hip-hop because hip-hop wasn't really a factor. She could have said New Edition because they was popping at that time. New Edition, She didn't need black music. If she had good policies, she could have i mean like a lot of black people like bernie sanders and he's not there acting like he i mean the most is he says that he marshall martin luther king like and they have pictures right, of right, it, right. but he, yeah. he's not out there trying to act like he was uh listen to the impressions you know whatever was <laughs> possible <laughs> today, you know? Yeah. who's the most uh genuine out of all these people potentially entering the field you guys think man like obviously booker and, and harris are just you know yeah, they out of here like last year. Uh, I don't I'm trying know. To think, man. Like, I, uh, I am. Uh, how about um, what's what's her name? Elizabeth Warren as, as a fellow POC. Oh, as, a, as a fellow POC, like we should. <laughs> oh, Pocahontas. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking I mean, it's a sad Indian. state of affairs, man. And, 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 she, the... and she doubled down on this. She she really hurt herself with that one. Like I I, I read her book back in the day. She she has some book, and I like the the talk in it. But that mm. that Pocahontas fiasco really turned me off. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So Bernie Sanders might turn out to be the most genuine person in the whole shit, huh? That's crazy. You know if he li- if he lives to that po- that if that he lives, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker's one hundred thirty two years old. He's gonna roll out on the campaign trail with a with a ventilator and all that shit. <laughs> Oxygen tanks and shit. Right. He's be getting up there. One thing with a defibrillator next to him. Bernie yeah. makes his mistakes with black people, but you know they always act like it's so fatal. But meanwhile, like Hillary and uh, and Kamala and all these people make multiple mistakes over and over, and the same people try to tell us that like they don't uh, don't matter. So it's like Bernie said this thing where he was saying uh, reparations weren't feasible or you know all this stuff, and then someone pulled out him talking about reparations for another group and mm. saying it was okay. But I'm like, that's fine. Call him on it. Hold his feet to his to the fire. That's Absolutely. what political pressure is about. Like get him to come around. Like you know what I'm saying. But at least he's talking about something policy wise, so you can at least correct them. These other people aren't talking about any black policies. Because Cameron Harris doesn't talk about any black policies. Uh, Cory Booker doesn't. Uh, before he came on, uh, the we were talking about how uh, we played a clip where they asked. Uh, Cory Booker about his tangibles for the black community and all he did was list problems that everybody knows like jail this that and he uh, never gave a solution he just said yeah, right, you know right. we have this type list of the yeah. yeah, and it's like that's kind of what everyone does. Yeah, when it's kind of like what everyone does. Like, like, yeah, everyone does this list of problems and yeah. So it's like you know, at no. least like Bernie Sanders is like even if he's saying like the wrong policies, at least he's saying something that you can at least know what he believes and then pressure him to do uh, the opposite instead of just like this this vagueness. Like I feel like Bernie Sanders can at least somehow be negotiated with, or he's at least trying to grasp at policies and figure something out. Whereas these guys, I have no idea where they stand. They just change all the time yeah so i mean yeah i say bring so with, reserva- with reservation uh you know as in i'm not trying to like cave for him or you know right no i, I understand yeah. what you're saying 100 yeah. yeah i got you um so how about shit, you, you guys think, I, I want to hear your guys answer. i think um well just just in regard to what bernie sanders or just uh the, no the no out of the current out of the current field of oh, okay. politicians not ideally out of everybody but out of the current yeah. field of people running for president who do you think is the best shot for um black people um shit man unfortunately you mean the best shot as far as helping representing our like actually addressing our need or just actually it depends because you know what i might not have understood your question right i thought you meant um who has the best shot of addressing um black i don't think i don't think i don't think um systemically i don't think you you could tell that they haven't they didn't learn anything from the hillary clinton thing yeah right um, it's obvious. I don't. I don't understand how that could happen. Um, you know, four years into Trump or what have you, and you you didn't learn anything from what went wrong with the Hillary Clinton campaign. They didn't learn a damn um, thing. They're just doing all. They that. They're shit. still coming out. They're they're doing the same shit yeah. all over again. Cameron Harris and, is even hiring the same people. Like, how do you how do people yeah. feel upwards like that? How did these people yeah. get rehired for any any campaign? Yeah, that's crazy to me. And um, so I think what's going to end up happening is I think Harris is, you know, because she's stumbling so hard out of the gate. I, I can't imagine that they'll continue on the same course. So what I think is going to happen is somewhere 
in the next couple of months, you're going to see um, her trying to rebrand herself, mm-hmm. right? She's probably going to pick up a new team and kind of focus on, okay, where we where have we been stumbling at? What are Black people actually saying? And then she's going to try to rebrand herself and start to address some of these issues that we see as concerning in the community. And so she's going to try to remake herself right in the middle of the shit. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, she'll, uh, she'll, she'll she's hiring She'll start popping about the oil refinery and the welfare office mm-hmm. and all these different where working class black people are. That's where she's yeah, gonna. That's yeah. where she's gonna pop up. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, and right now she's yeah. hiring like all these like young, naive looking, uh, uh, NPR looking young young yep. white people to be on her team. And yep. those people mm-hmm. fucked it up for Hillary, and they're even less in touch now. Like there's been a big leftward shift. Like she needs to just dump because you know her sister was um Hillary Clinton's senior advisor for the campaign. Oh wow. Maya Harris okay, so. was um Hillary Clinton's senior uh advisor and Mina Harris um Maya Harris's daughter and um and uh Kamala's niece as very embedded with um Hillary and that like she's very tight with Hillary like they don't just happen to be part of the same party like they have no. like like one degree of separation zero degrees of separation on multiple levels like there's a reason why she's hiring all these people like her sister so she, she's the, the black version of Hillary Clinton yeah that's what I was just gonna say she's, yeah, she's, she's and, basically yeah and her sister worked on Hillary's campaign as a senior advisor and senior policy advisor and that's probably how she has a contact with all these people like uh, her sister probably said hey when my sister runs I'm gonna get you on board and you know she's mm-hmm. gonna have to ditch mm-hmm. like loyalty is a good thing but sometimes you have to ditch a loser it's, you just have to yeah so man as it stands right now I think that's probably what's gonna end up happening I I, I don't see her condi- I, I mean but then again I didn't think that they would come out after Hillary's failure, I didn't think they would come stumbling out of the gate like this. You know, I thought that she would have been had something to say about her record as a prosecutor in yeah. California. Yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure that they wouldn't come out with the whole pandering shit, but it worked for Obama. So maybe that shouldn't See, be so that's, much. That's a problem. Surprise. Like, like it was already getting outdated by the time Hillary ran. He, right. Yeah, right. So, and that's why Hillary lost. And because Hillary thought she could just be Obama and just like, you know, first of all, neither of them are as charismatic as Obama. Like part of the reason mm-hmm. it works because Obama has such raw charisma that mm-hmm. right. he can, he can paper over a lot of the weaknesses. But since Hillary has been gone in two years, there's been a huge leftward, leftward shift since 2016. Yeah. Like yeah. I think 2016, 2018 is more radically different than 2016 was from 2008 personally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, look at all the people that you mentioned before who have recently won, like, you know, Elon Omar, Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio-Cortez. Young radicals. Tlaib. And then on the smaller level, forget about it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy shift. And this, Definitely. this playbook's not going to work. But yeah, I mean. No. I'm, I don't think it's going to work. I, I, I just, I, 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 I'm probably wrong. I hope that, I don't give a shit about what she does. I, I see all the way through that. I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I see what you did. And what you came out of the gate doing, and you you are which I'm you you know you are what you are you as far as I'm are, concerned. Yeah. But I just want to know because the sheepdogging is not even working at this point because they're getting it too. The Roland Martins and the all the sheepdogs that are out there trying to corral black people back mm-hmm. into the fence, you know, to herd us all like into cats at that this shit, point. Yeah, that shit's not working right now. Working no, nobody's all. trying to hear that shit right now. It's just like no, no, no. You know, um, it, what I'm really surprised about, man honestly man is how the eight years of obama um have really seemed to woke a lot of people up man like 
this is some fucked yes. up shit in this country right now. You yes, know? yes. And, we, and um, this is one last thing that I want to say because um, oh, go ahead. The, the, the time the time is running running over. But no, no, it's building off of what you just said. This is just building off what you said. Uh, one of the things that Kamala Harris said when Breakfast Club was serving her that softball question about, you know, because Breakfast Club, we didn't play the clip, but one of the things they were saying was that same lie that people are saying, you're not really black, which nobody said. And she goes, yeah, you know, well, that's what, they said the same thing about Obama, right? And I'm like, that's not where you want to go because you can't say oh it's stupid because people said the same thing about obama because the way people are thinking now especially black people are like look we didn't bet obama and look where the fuck it got us so right. if you say to black people like the worst thing if anybody has camera's ear if for some insane reason you listen to champagne sharks I'll tell you right now, she should never, ever, ever say, um, bring up anything that happened to Obama as a comparison for why you shouldn't say the same to her because people are regretting how they didn't bet Obama. And when you say shit like, oh, people said the same silly thing about Obama and stuff. And it's like, that's actually hurting you. People are like, yeah, you're damn right. We said the same thing about uh, Obama and we got dismissed then. Mm-hmm. We got eight years of bupkis and right. we're you know not going to do that again. I just thought about something. Speaking of Obama. Yeah. Um, a dark horse in this thing, I would not be surprised if Michelle actually ended up throwing her hat in the ring in some form or fashion. Call me crazy, man. I'm a fan but, of that. You know, I'm a fan of that. She, yeah, yeah. I, she might. I think, I think you might be three quarters right. I think she might end up being put on as somebody's running mate. I feel like she hasn't mm-hmm. laid the foundation because you have to do a lot of fundraising mm-hmm. yeah, before you, you even get to the field. So I think logistically it might be unless it gets so she, dire unless it gets so dire but that's what i was going to say that's that oh, you just you, you you stole it, it from dire? if oh. it gets that dire where they're either going to try to attach her uh her and uh harris together at the hip mm-hmm. yeah that, right? that i definitely see happening that's gonna come soon that's gonna have to happen probably in the summer I bet somebody's calling uh, her right now, either yeah. to to run or be somebody's running mate. Like I, I bet you the running mate. Picture Biden and her as um. You know, Michelle yeah. Obama and the Obamas, as far as like you know politics, man. It's like the Kennedys at this point, man. They they can do no wrong. Yeah. I you think know, she's you know even Michelle more popular Obama. than Barack. Yeah, Whoa, if yeah Michelle yeah. Obama ran. Yeah. All she got to do is to, for fundraising. She just open her front Beautiful door and stick black, her hand out. Beautiful black woman yeah. with a slick mouthpiece. Yeah, man, you know yeah. that's yeah. intelligent. Man, chops you up. You know. Can I tell you something? Is it me or is Michelle Obama look way better than she did when, she, when we first saw her? Like, man, she seems she's like fine wine, really man. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she looks real nice. She's attractive. and the years have been very kind to her, and she can. No one can question even Fina, even though nobody is questioning Fina typically anybody's blackness, but she actually has the ADOS connection that right. Obama mm-hmm. and Harris true. don't have. She's not that immigrant. She's two parent ADOS. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yep. think that um, she was actually, and I could be wrong if memory serves me correctly. I think she was accused of being actually more radical than uh, Obama, Barack Obama in their younger years. Oh yeah, right when they were doing the. Uh, when they were doing their thing in Chicago, I might be mistaken. I, 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 I'm trying to jog my um, memory about some it. Depends. Read, if you but... mean when they were um, together, uh, mm-hmm. then maybe. If you mean like younger, like high school and stuff, I think Obama was big into like France Fanon and this revolutionary oh, okay, okay, stuff. Okay. So I think you're right. Yeah. As of the time they were married, I think she might have been considered more radical from the time they were married on. Uh, but I don't know about her high school um, politics and stuff yeah. like that. I remember people were trying to use Obama's like really young politics uh, pre-Michelle to kind of damn him but he's come out saying 
uh, multiple times that he's embarrassed about that. I think he's one of those people. He has none of that stuck with him. He's gotten over that a long time ago. You no, know, the machine grounded. The machine got a hold of him and 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 uh, him out the rough man, edges. Uh, yeah. However, uh, you know, however radical he may have been uh, going into his his run the first time, you know, once the machine gets a hold of you, man, it's it's all that's gonna be gone. Well, I mean, you shit. After I mean? his first uh, term, man, that dude's hair was white. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what so was so uh, politics. It was, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And on that, exactly. it was a good place so, to. Uh, and then, as far it. as like Bernie oh. is concerned, I I don't, I don't know, man. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan, obviously. You know, I like him. I like. I don't like the whole reparations thing. I mean, I mean but at least he's being genuine about it. If, yeah, they, if yeah. you could say that's a positive. But um, and, and he's open I, to the, he's, he's open to the he's open to the conversation. Like like because the other people don't even want to talk about reparations. At least he's like acting like he's willing to uh, talk about it. So I, I feel like he had his moment, man. I, I yeah, feel like yeah. he had his moment. Um, the system got him, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like his yeah. moment is past, and he needs to take his time now. I think to start prepping his protege, you know, whoever that's going to be. I don't think he's going to be the guy, though. Personally, yeah. And I think on that note, it's a good one. Good place yeah. to uh, and and thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, it was a good time. This is I like these episodes because you know it, it gives a nice change of pace. It was it was a fun, it was a funny one. It was a, it was a good one. I like that we. Uh, <laughs> Cameron Harris is entertaining. That's all, that's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I think we're gonna be a plenty of time for a lot of laughs on this um, on this campaign before we start crying and actual election night yeah, man. hopefully uh cory booker can find and be reunited with his boy t-bone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's put out a call for t-bone let's get t-bone in as a plot twist have him hire somebody he should just straight up hire, hire an actor <laughs> a fake t-bone, to be t-bone. Yeah. oh yeah, god it's yeah. all right guys have a good one all right man all right, all right. you too man peace